together for Left Gallery! Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Power with Laugh Gallery, everybody. Celebrating the art of comedy and the comedy of art. <laughs> and I'm Katie Love, your co-host. And we're here in the catacombs of Burbank, somewhere in a studio. There's a lot of curtains. I don't really know where I'm at. I might have been kidnapped. You know, there's a bumper sticker that I saw the other day that said, God is my co-host. And I was like, fuck that. Katie loves my co-host. That's who you want for your co-host. I mean, I may not be able to part the Red Sea, but somewhere there's a joke in there and I'm not ready for it. You know what? Part the Red Sea. Joke. Punchline. You guys work on that and we'll get back to it. Somebody write the rest of that joke. But yeah, <laughs> I should be right up there with God. In First Katie 1-1, one, one, it know, says- You're going to fucking hell. <laughs> in First Katie 1-1, one, one, it says- Treat yourself the fucking best, okay? Because you're all that matters, motherfucker. And that's in First Katie 1-1. That, that um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. First Katie 1-1. I love it. So did I ever tell you about like the vision I had about my judgment day? No, I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Dystopian I, I or lost, utopian? No, no. I mean, I, you know, listen, here's the thing. Like, I lost my religion a long time ago. You mm -hmm. know? But of course, of course, the joke's That's why be we're me. friends. Well, that's why we're friends. But of course, given my luck. I will die, and of course I'll be wrong. Like of and course, no of course there you. is a heaven, and of course there is a hell, and I'm going to show up there, and of course there's going to be a fucking god, a monotheistic fucking judging god that I'm going to have to face, and you know, and suddenly I'm going to be like, oh shit, you know, all that high talk I had about how this fucking shit isn't real, doesn't exist, and it turns out, you know, jokes there you on are, me. yeah. But I'm going to be standing there. It turns out, though, God is hands down the most gorgeous, beautiful woman I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, gorgeous. But probably not heterosexual, like lipstick lesbian hot. She's you know? just sort of like. I don't know. She's one woman melded from every, every you know, dream the, you've ever the, had. The divine And by feminine. dream, I don't mean wet dream. I mean just dream. No, just be nice. Wet, I probably will come right then and there. Okay, so I, a wet I, dream. You see, by the way, when you crack. see God, you probably should come. Yeah, like because, right then and there. Well, you Just were made to come. Spontaneous you coming. You were made to come. Because it's so an instant orgasm. Like, wouldn't that be orgasmic? I mean, you were made to, you were Seeing created God to come. would be orgasmic. I want to fucking just blow life. a load right there on God's face. Jesus, we should do Yes, porn. I just said that. I want to blow a Let's load do... on God's face. Oh okay? God. I want to give God Hashtag a facial. Hashtag canceled. I want to give God a facial. I'm just, I want, you know, I'm just saying. So anyway. Yes. Because God is this hot woman. This right. gorgeous crystal liquid blue green eyes you know yeah the divine feminine okay every woman you know that's on and she's every also woman. nice well, to you turns which out helps you get through the day she's actually nice to you no no well she looks at me with those all knowing and maybe all she has eyes. does she have like a long list of things to do or what is she but she's you know but she's got she's got all the time in the world okay know? so there's no so I'm time standing there. parameter i'm standing right. there and she just looks at me with those loving, beautiful, gorgeous eyes that I just want to, you yeah. know, give a facial to. Yeah. You know? And she just looks at me and she says, Scott, sourdough, my son, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Yeah. And she's going to pull that lever and that fucking floor beneath my feet is going to open. And I'm just like, ah! 
And then on the way down, you're going to say, I should have done porn podcasts. (laughs) What's this comedy art thing? No one cares. I know. Yeah. I know. So we lost some listeners on that last one. (laughs) Hashtag might delete later. And that's okay. Because you know what? If you can't have fun making fun of art and yourself, where are you going to have fun? You know what? If you can't have fun making your religion, you need a new religion. You know what? This is, this is you really know how true. I feel about religion. Why? Because I wrote a book. What's it called? What? You have a book? I have a book. <laughs> really? Do tell. Two Tickets to Paradise from Cult to Comedy by Katie Love, a memoir. Go to booksbykatielove.com. That's not why we're here today. And by the though. way, you have it in multiple formats, do you know? Oh, my God, Scott. Thanks for bringing that up. I've got an ebook. And I've got an audible version, which I recorded in a neck brace. Everybody knows that. In fact, our next comic was actually there when I was doing a show in my neck brace. You know what we should have done for you that night? And a paperback. Thanks. You know how when people, God forbid, people get cancer and then they like lose their hair and like everybody shaves their head, you know, because like they love them and they want to show solidarity. All the comics should have worn neck braces that night, like in solidarity. You know what? That would have been really nice. As the yeah. producer and the only one that was sober of the producers, yeah. that could have been your decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah well. You know, because I was busy just trying to survive and do my set and You're right. handing right. over the hosting duties to Mark partner. Fernandez. Shout shit. out to Mark, Fern's Best Life. I'm a shit partner. But you know what? I would like to talk a little bit about this wonderful comic. And, and one of the things I love about her so much is she uses the word obsessed when she brings you up on stage. And I love it so much because to think that someone would have that much respect for my craft to say that they're obsessed with me. It's one of the best intros you can get in Los Angeles. And that's how she always introduces you when she has you on her show. Mm. And she used to run a theater. I think they did it for like 14 years or 11 years or something like that. That's like a, that's called Oh My Ribs. Yeah. Yeah, With her husband, Matt. Mm. And they're hysterical together. But Lisa Gottman is one of the most genuine, big hearted, beautiful souls you'll ever meet and she's so funny she tells stories that you can't even believe are true things about you know therapists making her take care of their kitten and just like and having to find not one therapist but multiple and how she kept having to fire her therapist that's one of my favorite the night that she did comedy with me i was in a neck brace and she had a sty in her eye so we were quite the pair if you hear that in the background, we're toasting you. It's not my, I'm not peeing. Uh, we're actually <laughs> done with this one. I can't even believe it. We've got to save just a little bit more because we have two comics to bring up after Lisa. But so Lisa's one of my favorite comics, and I'm actually obsessed Lisa, with her. Lisa, we love you, Lisa. No, we're obsessed with her. Obsessed. We're obsessed with Lisa, and she did a great job for Comedy 420 and has been a big supporter of Laugh Gallery. And when we were in our video format show, she did a really funny video for us that's up on our site right now. And why is that? We have a site? What site? And the site (laughs) is laugh-gallery.com. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. No, don't we have that little, isn't it on there where we have the videos running? Yeah. (laughs) He's showing me our sticker. You know, I'm from comedy. I'm not an artist. So, yeah. So what, what's it the say old there? One. What's it say there? No, this was the old site. I don't think Not so. No, because it says USA.com. Sorry, Lisa. Hang on. Cruestudio.com. Not realart.com. It's running on Cruest, I think. Okay. Well, Lisa's Google video. It, people. And it's a fancy artist whose name I can't remember right now that she she 
Delves. No. Delves did the logo. No, Delves did the logo, but Lisa did a video on one of the- Oh, Salvador Dali. Yes, thank you. You know, don't ask me art questions. I knew it was somebody that was famous, but anyway. We love you, Lisa. She's amazing. She's a Laugh Gallery fan, and we're a fan of hers, and we're obsessed. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Gottman. Lisa Gottman! Please put your hands together for my new good friend, Lisa Gottman. Thank you. Give it up for all the comics you've seen so far tonight, you guys. How fun is this? I don't want to steal Katie's medical thunder, or do I? I just want to address the sty in the room. What? I'm bragging. I'm just going to start right off bragging about things. Yeah, I have a sty, which is why I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> and last week I had gout. What is happening? The, thanks, applause. Gout, let's hear for gout. The worst, the weirdest part about the gout situation is this. I basically, it's weird, right? I heard that's weird. Yeah, the weird thing about the gout is I made a joke come true, you guys. I don't know how this is possible, but for years, I've been doing this joke where I'm like, oh, I just got back from Vegas. Does, it, does anyone have a hard time in Vegas? I just got back and I can't hear out of one of my eyes. I can't hear out of my eyes. I can't see out of my eyes. I can't hear. And all of a sudden, I have the gout. It was just a joke, guys. Just a joke I used to make. Got a couple chuckles here and there. But now I have the gout for real. What is happening? Um, yeah, but you know what they say about gout? Disease of kings. So someone's living large. So um, I have gout, and I had to go to a podiatrist, which is a weird doctor. No offense. I hope you don't any podiatrists in the house, right? Um, so I had to go to a podiatrist. Weird experience altogether. First of all... My podiatrist, I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about him real quick. I mean, doctors, me and Katie could have done a set together. So basically, I walk up and the podiatrist is like, Oh, I, first of all, I can't believe I said this. This is so hacky. But I literally was like, What is today, opposite day? I'm actually begging you for a shot. Oh, I said that, guys. Yikes. <laughs> and the podiatrist says back to me, Opposite day, because I said, Was it opposite day? He's, he goes, Opposite day. You know who loved to make that joke? Bob Saget, big patient of mine. What? Why is he dropping? And once he started dropping names, he just didn't stop. He was like, do you watch Everybody Loves Raymond? I was like, mm. He was like, Brad Garrett, big, big patient of mine. I'm like, clearly there's no HIPAA laws with this guy. <laughs> then the next time I came in, I'd go in for a follow-up. He was like, he literally had a picture pulled up on his phone already for me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's like, he's like, do you like orange is the new black? I'm like, I do. He's like, Piper, did Piper surgery, did Piper surgery. He literally shows me a picture of our crutches. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And then that day I happened to mention to him, oh, I have a show and I booked the show. I booked a comic who's never been up before. I don't know, we'll have to see how it goes. I didn't realize this guy had never done stand up. So the next day he emails me, hey, how'd that comic do? What? Why is he? This is so weird. And I'm like, oh, he was okay. He's a little cocky, but he, he's fine. So then he emails me back. Well, here's the two minutes I would do if I went on stage. <laughs> he literally sent me his bit through email, you guys. Oh, my God. 
By the way, everything I've said so far is true. Hi. So all that happened, I was like, oh my God, I can't deal. I think it's like the, one of the most LA moments I've ever had, except I can think of one that tops this. I'm a Jew and I'm also poor. And I know it's weird. And I go to the Director's Guild. I used to go to the Director's Guild for temple services because they had free services. Amazing, right? And this rabbi there literally said in the middle of the Torah portion, which is like the holiest part of the whole thing, he literally said, this part of the Torah reminds me of the scene I just finished in the screenplay I'm writing. <laughs> I mean, LA, I can't. And then sadly I keep going to him because I kept going to him because he kind of had, you know, he had, some good, he had some good sermons here and there. It's like, there'd be a really good one. And then all of a sudden he'd get out his acoustic guitar and play Coldplay's Clocks. And I'd be like, why? Why am I doing this? And he ultimately actually got fired because he stole, yeah, he stole their mailing list and invited everyone to his Barnes & Noble book signing. True story, you guys, true story. Again, sadly. I feel like I'm a little unhinged. I don't know if you guys have noticed that about me in these first few minutes. I feel like if I was giving myself a hashtag, it would be hashtag unhinged. I'm just a little bit on edge. There's been a few things lately. I was recently at Gelson's when I said, I'll burn this deli to the ground. Uh-oh, guys. Are you guys a little nervous in the front? I would be. Could something could happen tonight? Thank you, my, my fellow rager over there. I also, that's just one thing. I also, there's been several, several things lately. I went to a concert, and I was having a really great time. It was the last song of the show, and a very tall person came and stood in front of me right at the last song. And I had my mask on, and I took my mask off just to make sure they could hear me. And I was like, well, I guess the pandemic hasn't made you any less of an asshole. What? What is wrong with me? I'm on, I know, you gasped, I'm unraveling. I know, let's hope it doesn't happen tonight. And then the third thing I'm gonna tell you is I got in a fight with a magician at a wedding. <laughs> Yeah, I just, as soon as I saw him, I said, oh God, keep that guy away from me. I just knew it. I was like, magicians and I, we don't really mesh. But he came up and did the coin thing. He was like, hey, how much? And I was like, oh God. And then of course, it was an open bar wedding. So I got very drunk. And the last thing I remember is, well, picking a fight with him at the Uber line. Oh God, I know you guys were more disturbed by that than laughing at it, I get it. But tonight is the night I could really unravel. I even, I mean, I'm, these, I'm wearing Spanx. They're really making me angry. Um, anyway, yeah, so I've been unraveling. I think part of it is I had a really terrible pandemic. Did anyone else have a really terrible pandemic? <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. You know what I can't deal with? People that were like, um, I actually kind of had a great pandemic. I'm an introvert and I like just really love the time to myself. I stayed in and I wrote like five screenplays and I lost like 50 pounds and I found my inner child. Fuck off. I cannot deal with people that say that. Though, in fairness, I kind of married someone like that. My husband once told me he, the only way he would ever leave me is for a cabin in the woods. So... <laughs> Clearly married an introvert, but had a rough pandemic overall. One thing that's not great is, first of all, my therapist, I know you're all very relieved I have a therapist. My therapist, thank God, right? My, th yes, probably preventing me from, I need some talk about anger management. We won't get into that, but yeah, so my therapist broke up with me right at the beginning of the pandemic. So, but first of all, I feel like I should tell you guys, I've had five therapists in the last three years. And that feels like it's me, you guys. <laughs> that feels like it's me. Mm, okay. 
So a couple of uh, situations there. I'm not going to tell you about all the therapists, but the first one I went to, I told her, you know, I do stand-up, but I don't often get paid to do stand-up. And she was like, oh, you don't get paid? I feel like you should quit stand-up. I felt like that wasn't supportive, so I broke up with her. And then my next therapist... I was, first of all, a sad situation overall. I went to her house in Burbank, and every time I went there, her dog got out, and she'd be like, Rocket Man, Rocket Man, get back in here. And she always had crackers on her mouth, like she'd just been eating some tuna crackers. It was a lot. Sadly, she broke up with me in that scenario. And then right before the pandemic started, my therapist was like, yeah, I don't get how Zoom works, so I'm out. (laughs) I was like, okay, great, a pandemic's starting, this is terrible. That being said, I found a great therapist who I've had for the last two years, and I really was like, she's not gonna make it into my act. But here we are, (laughs) and here we go. So I have this therapist who I really love. She was great, she was so great during the pandemic. Then things kind of took a little turn. First of all, every time we talk, she reminds me that I had the worst pandemic of anyone she knows. I feel like it's helpful to tell me that maybe once, but not every single time that we talk, right? So I was like, okay, great. Then, uh, warning, this is just going to get weirder and weirder. Then she stopped charging me. Hmm. She was like, well, I just feel like your life is so sad and things are so terrible that I really feel bad charging you. And I was like, okay, I hear you, but also made me feel weird. So I keep trying to offer her money, but she won't take it, right? I keep trying. It's not happening. My husband made the joke, maybe she's writing a book about you. So I made the joke back to her, because I was like, maybe he's right. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, my husband joked that maybe you're writing a book about me. And she didn't say anything. So I just repeated it one more time. <laughs> my husband said, maybe you're writing a book about me. She didn't say it again. So guys, she might be writing a book about me. Stay tuned. And then she started kind of throwing it at me that I wasn't paying. Like, I'd be like, you know, we'd be talking, and she'd be like, yeah, I don't really understand how PDFs work. She's like, do you think maybe your husband could help me with that since you aren't paying me? What? Like, she would throw it back at me, even though, I know, you guys, this like just takes a horrifying turn. So, but you'll laugh, don't worry. So I try to offer money, she's like, yeah, no. So then, this is my favorite part. So then, she's literally, we're, on the, we're in the middle of a session, and she's literally like, okay, can we stop for a second? I'm like, sure, sure. She's like, okay, well, I just need to let you know that I'm moving to Florida. She's like, don't worry, I'm taking you with me. I'm like, okay, great, because I'm not paying you anyway, but super cool that you're still keeping me on. And then she goes, but I can only take two of my four cats. She's like, is there any way you can help me to, um, yeah. She's like, is there any way you could help me to do something about my two cats? I feel really bad. So I'm like, um, first of all, I'm like, um, feels like some boundary crossing, but I don't say that. I just think it in my head. And then I feel bad because I like cats. I feel bad for these cats. So I'm like, okay, send me like pictures. Can you send me info on the cats, right? So she's like, okay. So she sends me a text and I just want to tell you, first of all, I want to remind you, my name is Lisa. Also, this is funny. My therapist's name is also Lisa. Hi, hilarious. So she sends me a picture of her two cats. They're both boy cats named Sushi and Lisa. What? So part of me is like scared. First of all, I'm like, does she name the cat after herself? But the other part of me is scared, or is the cat named after me? Part of me is like a little bit scared it's named after me. I'll just be honest. 
And then her most recent thing is she really wants me to go to a psychic. That's her new thing. She's like, I feel like my one friend who's mortified about this therapist is like, what? Yeah. She literally was like, I think you need to schedule a, a psychic. If you want me, I have a bunch of referrals if you need me. I was like, yeah, she does. But if you guys, if anyone wants a cat named Sushir Lisa, let me know after the show and I can definitely hook you up with that. Oh my God. So far, this is all true. So yeah, I, it's terrifying. Like, I wish I was just writing stuff and just living my life, you guys. So I had a terrible pandemic, as I alluded to. A couple things about the pandemic. First of all, I was trapped in a tiny, 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 tiny one-bedroom with my husband. Did I mention it was tiny? Yeah, so we're in our tiny one-bedroom, and it was difficult, you guys. First of all, I just don't think I handled the pandemic great. I started rationing food, like, three weeks in. I was like, I feel like everyone else waited a little bit longer, but we literally got in a fight over the last bag of Doritos and I was like I will kill you for these I was like I was un unhinged unhinged is the word already so that happened and then it's just tiny tiny one bedroom trapped in there I really wanted something to myself so I started watching a lot of shows in Spanish I don't even speak Spanish you guys I just wanted something to myself so I could be like hey honey my shows are on and he'd have to leave the room I recommend Elite on Netflix if anyone's looking for a show and so that happened. Then I started making really specific murder jokes, you guys. Except they were actually tips on how to murder me. I just kind of had it. So I was like, hey, honey, you know what? I was like, I think your friend Garrison could definitely carry my body. What? I was literally saying stuff like this. I was like, you know, I feel around 2 p.m. It's very noisy in the building. You and Garrison could definitely roll me up in a rug and get me out of here. Why am I telling my husband how to murder me? I don't know, but I did it. I kept doing it. It was very bad. It was such a tiny, tiny one bedroom that we couldn't even have our own depression songs. We both sit together and cry to Demi Lovato anyone together. Just be like, this is it. This is the pandemic. It's terrible. Um, so I thought things were like the worst they could be. They were terrible. And then I got a call that my dad was in a coma. Don't worry, guys, we're gonna make it funny, but it's like, it's a rough moment when I tell you that part, but trust me, it's gonna get funny. So I find out my dad's in a coma. I'm like, wow, this pandemic is not going great. And I'm also like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to like wake my dad out of a coma. Like, what do I do here? First of all, I will say this for a very long time, I've had a joke about what to do if I'm ever in a coma. So I'll just tell you if I'm ever in a coma, try some sharp cheddar cheese or Jack Daniels. That might work, either one of those. And if it doesn't, put keeping up with the Kardashians on the TV, and I might wake up out of my coma to turn it off. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. So that's what to do if, I know we all just met, but if you ever hear I'm in a coma, just follow my advice. But now I'm like, oh, my dad's in a coma. What am I supposed to do here? I'm like, I mean, I'm a comic. I guess I'm supposed to do bits for him. Like, I didn't know. So I fly to Ohio, I'm from Ohio. I've nobody, I know sometimes someone plots, nope, no one here is in Ohio, cool, cool, cool. I fly to Ohio and I'm like, okay, dad, da, da, da. So I, I'm a Jew, as I mentioned. So all I could think of was guilt. I'm like, I'll just do some guilt. So first I tried COVID guilt. I'm like, dad, I'm like, I know you thought I wasn't leaving the house enough. Well, look, look, surprise, I'm here. I'm like, and it was a nightmare. I was like, I had to fly on a plane. I had to rub down the rental car. I'm like, can you wake up? Because COVID situation's a disaster. Didn't work, didn't work. So then I tried some Jewish guilt. I'm like, this might work. So I'm like, dad, I'm like, I know, I know you don't like Yom Kippur. I know you hate fasting. I'm like, great news, you slept through it. I'm like, can you wake up? No fasting for you, buddy. You nailed it. Can you wake up? 
Didn't work, didn't work. So then I tried, and I'm not proud of this, but it's true. I tried some famous guilt. Ooh, I was like, hey dad, I know we've been at this comedy thing for a long time. I was like, how great of a story would this be? Hilarious daughter wakes dad up out of coma. I'm like, dad, this would be amazing. I'm like, Kelly Clarkson would for sure have us on. I mean, super sad, but I totally said this. I'm like, Dad, it could be my big break. Wake up. Let's make it happen. Unfortunately, that didn't work, but he finally did wake up, which was awesome. He finally did wake up, but then he couldn't talk. So he was like, ah, and I'm like, Dad, what is it? But by now, I'd already done all my A-material, you guys, as you've heard. So I'm like, Dad, I'm like, what is it? I'm like, is it your back? He's like, ah. I'm like, is it your knee? He's like, ah. I'm like, Dad, are you hungry? He's like, ah. I'm like, Dad, the weather in Ohio. And then all of a sudden, he's literally like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God, that's true. Thank you. Thank you. The first words were, shut the fuck up. And I was like, warranted, Arnie. I get it. It was a lot of talking. It was a lot of talking. Oof. Doing my bits. So I will say, shifting gears a little bit, not to go back to medical stuff, but it seems like I love to. I am about to be six years cancer free, you guys. Pretty exciting. Thank you. Thank you. You find out a lot about yourself. Thank you so much. You find out a lot about yourself when you have cancer. One thing I found out about myself, apparently I have a very deep cervix. Sorry, we just met, but I'm bragging about that. Yep, well, I had a lady cancer, and I had to get, like, four... I had to go four times to get pap smears, like, within a short amount of time. And my normal doctor had always told me that I had a deep cervix, but I just kind of thought she was flattering me. And then I went to the second doctor, and she gasped, and I was like, oh, okay, rumors are true. And then the third doctor called in students from the back room to come and look at my cervix. I was like, oh, shit. And then the fourth doctor said nothing, and I was like, <clears throat> and she was like, I've seen deeper. I was like, <laughs> okay. Thank you. I was, but if you want to call me DC Gottman, Deep Cervix Gottman, I will totally respond to that. Just FYI. So I, um, I got, thank you. You guys are great. So I ended up going to Cedars for all my appointments. And my doctor was like, oh, I just operated on a very famous person. I can't tell you who. Another person dropping this, right? And she's like, she was so funny. She had me take a pen and paper back there. And I wrote down anything funny that she said. And I was, she was like, she was hilarious. So like any good comic, I was stressed out that this bitch's anesthesia jokes were going to be funnier than mine, you guys. <laughs> Anyways, I got through it. I didn't make it say anything brilliant. But I'm going to end on this, you guys. I'm going to tell you a little quick thing. I'm a little bit famous for my behavior at the holidays. I'm trying to turn it down, but whew, I really a disaster. I started off with St. Patty's Day. My, some of my friends call that my second birthday because I really go so big. I love St. Patty's Day so much. I usually get very drunk, have one to three meals. And at some point, I blurt out, in front, my husband's always right there. He's like, three, two, one. I always blurt out, you know I lost my virginity to an Irish guy, right? I say it every year. So that's normally been my worst, except now I'm acting ridiculous at Thanksgiving. Let's hope I can reel it in. But I'm acting ridiculous at Thanksgiving. So a couple years ago, I went to this Thanksgiving. Everything was going really great. I thought I was doing pretty well. I got pretty drunk, but I felt like I left like when I needed to. And then I got home, I went to sleep, I woke up in the next day and I had like a million texts and missed phone calls. And I'm like, uh-oh. And I look and they all said the same thing. Hi, where's our turkey? 
So yeah, after many drinks and a blackout, on my way out of the house, I opened the fridge and stole all their turkey. So the next day when they were going to make their little leftover sandwiches, this asshole had their turkey in the fridge. So super embarrassing, I had to shame drive a turkey back across town. It was raining, I passed it through the window. I was not invited back. But then, so the next year I was like, okay, Lisa, reel it in, you must do better. So I went to a different friend's house and this time I thought I did pretty good again. I left, you know, when I was getting, got pretty drunk, but I felt like I left right when I should have. And I said to my husband the next day, oh, like, how did I do? I'm like, I, I'm better this year, right? And he goes, do you remember your bra incident? And I'm like, yikes, no. Well, so the girls, Laverne and Shirley, like to be free. So as soon as I get home, I usually just whip them out of the bra. So I got home that night after heavy Thanksgiving eating and drinking, and I ripped my bra off, and out from my bra flew two giant chunks of cheddar cheese, a bunch of crackers, and like 20 olives. There were olives all over our apartment for like a month. So you guys, I hope you have a really fun night tonight, but not so much fun that you find olives in your bra when you get home. I'm Lisa Gottman. Thanks for listening to the Laugh Gallery Podcast. Please remember to like and share this episode with your friends on social media. Laugh Gallery is brought to you by Crew S Studio in Los Angeles, California. And our theme music was created by Dan Ubik, and that's me, at Dan U Productions. Special thanks to our partners at We Edit Podcasts, Polymash, Riverside, Captivate, and Burbank Podcast Recording Studio. Thanks again for listening to Laugh Gallery.